What's up, everybody? It's your boy Flash from ALWT Gaming, aka Malachi36. I'm here with it's the nine ball and mill dewey carrot carrot patch season. It's November 6, 20 or December. Wow, I'm still living in the past. December 6, 2022. <sighs> Welcome, guys. It is episode 40. We are here. We're living. We have a couple more episodes to go for the year. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, <clears throat> feeling a lot better than I did last week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Still got a bit of a lingering cough, but you know, COVID doesn't just go away and leave you alone, you know. So been doing a lot better though. Uh just been relaxing, um playing some um strategy games that I've got. Uh Spirit Fair I recently picked up during the item sale. That's already really touching my heart. It's got story to it along with just, you know, going around, crafting your ship up, carrying these spirits along, you know, getting them closure and all. Um, playing Wandering Village, which is a new indie game that's been out, um, just recently came out. Um, it's got a very Nausicaa the Valley of the Wind feel to the artistic style, but concept is is just you know you're wandering in a world that's full of poisonous spores and all and you come across this giant creature that's got like you know like a forest like on its back and you pretty much just try and cultivate that area and make it your home and it's in early access so there's a lot more planned for it i've been watching the roadmap looks really good um coming up and all and then um another one i'm playing is exus borealis which is <clears throat> A, it's a very unique one. It's a it's a city sim survival with tower defense. So the concept is is your people get stuck to an island, sucked sucked into an island, like drawn in. They crash land on it. They now have to like build up and survive. And like it's pretty much like over time. Like so, um, it goes by years. So like you know your population is going to generate off of the ones that you got or left over, and. Pretty much the goal is to try and like defeat the guardian of the island through tower defense to then break the curse on it to then move on to say another island to try and like truly break like whatever is on like the whole chain that they've got there, the whole chain of islands. And each island's different in terms of setup and all and it's it's a lot of fun. It's very intuitive, so very time I actually got sucked into it for a full day just like sitting there. Half the time I was screaming at my people like, No, get me more wood, not stone wood. <laughs> You know, and it's just, it, it's fun. So uh, a lot of games I've just been playing are ones I can easily just kind of point and click and set this function and go and just watch it run. <coughs> but um, did get on a little bit of Night of the Dead uh, this weekend with um, with the crew. Hey, it's Abs um, and um, Gravity, but I know uh, Nine Ball was I think incapacitated at that point, but we did a little bit of in there. Just, uh, no, I, I saw you. Fun. I was just talking to my <laughs> talking to my niece. She was trying to help out with some homework. I, hey, <laughs> that is a okay to miss out on gaming for is helping the fam. I one hundred percent support that. But um, I think I think you would have a good time with uh, Night of the Dead if we had like you know a group in there, especially in this beta server because the map is huge, Malachi. Like I think if we get like a whole group in there, like I think. We'd probably have a fun time. Chaotic time, but fun time. <laughs> <laughs> that. 
Nine Ball, what's what's been new with you over the weekend? What's what's been going on? Why have you been playing? How have you been feeling? Okay, I've been tired. We're getting the house ready. We got in-laws coming in. We had to buy more stuff, get more food ready. <clears throat> we got to figure out how we're gonna fit that many people into the house. So we were getting beds and stuff ready, and we bought a tree. We got that hooked up. We always get a live tree, so you gotta you know, hold the tree up and they gotta screw the things in. We had to put the water on. Yep. Um, outside of that, um, show wise, I was watching some show with my niece. She was watching some, oh my god, it's like a teen, one of them, like Twilight, so animes. I, I love her after death. She was watching some, one of those animes like that. So it kind of like Servamp, and I'm like, it's Heaven something. Heaven's official something. I can't remember that whole thing. Hmm. Um, <laughs> outside of that, um, I got to finish watching Chainsaw Man. Um, and I also been playing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night for games. I've really been trying to backlog, so I've been focusing more or less on one game. Backlogging that and got Skyrim up and running again. Woo, had to start. Oh, I had to start that back. I wanted to get the mods back in there. Had that to go in there. And just, I just erased everything. I didn't even know what I did. <laughs> when I started it back up, I just looked at it. I had like 100, over 100, like 200 or 300 mods. And I was just looking at them. I was like, which ones were on and which ones were off? And now had, that now you gotta figure out which ones have been updated recently, which ones work <laughs> together with which ones. Yeah, I just you know? erased everything. Yeah, ain't <laughs> like when I get back into Conan. Sorry to cut you off there, name. I'm gonna have to do that too because just the amount of updates they do to mods is ridiculous. But they are fun. <laughs> I'm also looking at playing because I just seen this um, Ghost Exile had an update, so I want to play that. So I'm probably gonna um, Ghost Exiles. Comrades PI had an update. I think Remnant Records also had one. I'm gonna play some of these horror ones. I'm down and... for some exile. Malachi, you down for some exile? <laughs> 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 just, just that shake of the head. <laughs> That's all y'all. That um, outside of that, I've been playing, of course, with y'all. I've been playing a lot of Night of the, the, Night of the Dead. Oh my god, hours of fun. Should have seen us uh, last time we played. Me and uh, Gravity was stuck on top of a mountain running <laughs> around from zombies for like 10 minutes. Oh my <laughs> they were like all the way across the map and then they're like coming back and then we I, we think now that there's like an AoE zone for like spawning during Horde Nights because as soon as they got within certain range then they just get a shit ton of zombies on them. I'm, I'm like the only one back at base just standing there going like, where is everyone? <laughs> yeah, <I have> <laughs> Abs ditched us. <laughs> Abs just has like way more speed. She's been like burning all the research papers, like getting her speeds up, which is fine, you know, because she's going to be the out there, like getting stuff person. But yeah, but I have yeah. a lightsaber. I got a lightsaber <laughs> now. And by the way, the um, the update to the crossbows make the crossbows a lot better than the bow and arrows. Oh, for the beta? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to probably trade out mine because I got a rare crossbow. Yeah, I'll try the crossbow because they go into iron sights doing a crossbow where the bow and arrow doesn't. 
But yeah, it's, we've been having a lot of fun with that. And like I said, I got a few anime. I got a couple of animes. I still got to play beats. I mean, watch Spy X Family. I didn't get a chance to. My niece watched like all the shows while I was watching them, and I lost track of which one I was at. Because I was like, oh, I think I'm on three. Oh crap! Somebody's been watching them all. I seen like <laughs> them. She says she watched them, and then she wa- she watched them subbed, and then she rewatched them in English. So, how much time does this kid have on her hands? She like she likes. I guess she likes watching some shows subbed and watch. And to have. Don't get me wrong, I like them too, but still, like, to watch each show, that's an hour per show to watch subbed and then in English, like... She absolutely loves the I, show. I, I, actually, I, I actually did the same <laughs> thing for a good portion of animes. Like, for, for Spy Family, I've, I literally, same thing, I'll watch the latest one that's in uh, sub, and then I'll backtrack when the dub comes out later on that day, because it's not always at the same time. I'll backtrack, and yeah. when, when it comes out, then I'll watch it in dub later on. Um, so I, yeah, I've done that with Spy Family. I've done that with uh, Beast Tamer, which is a, a fantastic one. I've done that with uh, More Than Lovers, but or More Than a Married Couple, but not yet Lovers. That's the one that comes out on Sundays. Um, I've done that with the, with quite a few other animes too, as well. Just because when you, I I think I started doing that more often when My Dress Up Darling came out at the beginning of this year, just because I wanted to see how the English voice acting was and the quality that was behind that. So. I totally get it. I've been, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I obviously, this, on a, I'm not going to dive into it, but this weekend has definitely been a, 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 uh, a, a tough weekend. Um, so, yeah, man, yeah, it's definitely, definitely been a tough weekend for sure. Um, uh, but uh, to the point to where actually I, I'm, I'm still a couple episodes behind on a couple animes. Like I think I'm uh, a, a episode or two behind on, um, Uzaki wants to hang out. Um, I haven't seen my hero academia from Saturday. Haven't seen blue lock from Saturday. I haven't seen uh bleach thousand year blood arc from Monday. And I haven't seen chainsaw man from today. Uh, and then I, and on top of that, I'm about three or four weeks behind manga wise for rent a girlfriend. So I got to get back to reading that. And and I would be able to get caught up all this week. But just because of how much stuff has been happening over the weekend, it was just one of those things where I was just like, all right, let me let me woo-saw for a moment. Um, video game-wise, been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. Getting further okay. in that story. Um, been playing a lot of Warzone 2.0. Been playing a lot of Warzone 2.0. Um, and yeah, that's really fun. It's really fun. I've been enjoying it. Um and then God of War, been progressing in that one. And Are you playing Ragnarok or just God of War? Right, Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. I've, I've been really, really enjoying it. <laughs> I'm going to start God of War, but I'm probably not going to start. I'm going to start with God of War. The 2016 out there, original, like original, original. Because yeah, basically from what I'm hearing from people, you can just start there. Well, that, that's what it is. Yeah, 2018 is... Yeah, 2018, yeah. Yeah, it's a new it's a new entry for that. Because that's how it was for me. I didn't... Like, I knew of God of War. I knew about Kratos and stuff like that. I don't know all of the story from the God of Wars beforehand. Um, if you... It's, it's very similar to how Final Fantasy VII Remake is. To where if you, <laughs> if you played the original game, when you play a remake, there are some stuff that are enhanced to you because you played the original. But... Seven Remake is a good starting off point for anyone that just wants to get into that universe. 
Same thing for God of War. You, it, it's some there's some some stuff that's enhanced to you because you played the previous God of Wars. But if you start at 2018, that's that's a good jumping on point for you to go on through through 2018 and then Ragnarok, and then if there's another one that's going to be after that. <clears throat> so definitely some good stuff there. Um, I got a question for you, and I know it's not yeah. exactly video game based. Yeah, but I've been seeing I do a lot of texting. Is all is the United States still in? No, no. So yeah. So, uh, so Saturday, oh, so, oh, 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 well, backtracking a little bit and I will answer that. So on, um, Friday, me and Gravity went to go watch the quintessential quintuplet movie. Oh yeah. Um, I almost forgot about that. Little did I know that the quintessential quintuplet movie is practically season three. It literally is wrapping up the rest of the anime. Interesting. Yeah. But because of that, like, like still a good movie but because of that there was a fear that gravity and ohio both had that was going to be in the movie that they're going to rush through things or skip through things or whatever and unfortunately it did do that um for like a good because it's a two-hour movie and for the first hour and a half it's kind of like rushing it and then the last 30 minutes of it was great like it was really good but it was just like there was a lack of explanation on certain things that on the drive back home gravity had to explain to me that had happened in the manga because he read the manga all the way through. And then even, I won't spoil it here or anything like that, but like quintessential quintuplets for anyone that does not know what it is, it literally is an anime slice of lifestyle. You have the main character, Futuro, and he gets this uh, tutoring gig to teach this girl. But then when he ends up finding out that the girl has four other sisters that all look identical to her, then he's just like, wait, what? And then and he's the tutor for all of them. And <laughs> their, their dad is super wealthy and everything like that. He's a doctor <coughs> and all that good stuff. Um, but then, like, this is not a spoiler because they say this in, like, the first five seconds of the entire season. Um, one of those girls ends up being the girl that he falls in love with and he ends up marrying at, uh, at the end. Is it kind of like how you met, how I met your mother in a way? It's very, yeah, it's very how I met your mother esque. But there's five girls, and they all have their moments where it's just like, all right, who is he going to end up with? So that's kind of what the whole premise of the show is: is that he's going through high school, going through, and then the fast forwards through college, all that good stuff, and then he ends up getting married to one of those girls. I, after watching season one and season two, and waiting for a season three. I grew impatient and I wanted to know who that girl was. So I found out who the girl was. I won't tell you who my favorite was. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite, unfortunately. But I won't tell you who my favorite is because I don't that will obviously give it away. Um however, uh apparently to Gravity after because me and Gravity had the same favorites. But then when he read the manga, <clears throat> there was they really developed on the arcs of each individual girl and their relationship with Futuro. And when it came light to this particular girl feeling the way that she did and, and, and the history of her in, in uh, Gravity's mind, he's like, okay, all the other girls move out the way. She's, she's the one like that. But that moment, that flushed out relationship and that the chemistry, it didn't happen in the movie. Like they hinted at, some of the stuff that was in the manga and I can see why someone would pick this girl but after watching the movie I still felt like it should have been the other girl so um so yeah definitely worth worth watching 
it would not be worth watching twice spending money. Cause that was actually, I was going to do that. I was going to spend the, the, the theater fee for the watching it in sub, which I saw first. And then I was going to do watch it again in dub like a couple days later. But after I saw how it went, I was like, you know what? I'll just wait for this movie to come to Crunchyroll. Cause that's kind of, that's what they've been doing. That's been the premise of a lot of these, uh, anime movies. Like, my hero, not my hero academia. Uh, freaking Demon Slayer came to Crunchyroll. Then the then the latest Sword Art Online movie that's on Crunchyroll right now. And this one's also sponsored by Crunchyroll because Crunchyroll and Funimation fused together. So I'm very very confident that this is. Going oh, you to just mind me. I do have to go through Sword Art. <clears throat> I've the, never watched Alexation. Oh, Alexization. Yeah, that's. The the setup for Alicization is great, and then but when you get to War of the Underworld, which Ohio is right there, because there's there's Alicization and starts setting it up. Then there's like a little bit at the academy. Then there's the Integrity Night arc, and then after the Integrity Night arc, it goes into World of the Underworld, and that that anime is fantastic. Like that entire World of the Underworld, War of the Underworld, is really 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 good. And apparently the manga is even more fleshed out and expansive on that. So it's just one of those things where I'm just like, okay, like I, I, this, this is where it's at. So I highly recommend it, but, but I'm saying all that to say, because of how things are kind of going in the anime world, um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that quintessential quintuplet movie is going to come to Crunchyroll. So I'll just wait for it to get there and then I'll watch it again in dub and see how I feel about it. Um, it is one of those things that, like, if you if you are into ranking animes like me and Ohio are, um, this potentially could have pushed it from S down to like A or B, and I can I can understand that. Like, honestly, I'm I still keep it at S because it has some of my favorite characters in there, but I also can be like, all right, if if someone put it in their A tier, I completely understand that because again, the way it kind of ended and just it was sort of sort of abrupt, honestly. So, um, but, uh, on over to the non, uh, uh, anime slash, uh, gaming news. Yes. So on Saturday, I went on over to my buddy's house in the morning when I was watching the game. USA had so many, we were actually dominant that entire game against the Netherlands and the, uh, Netherlands, they found three creative opportunities Goal, goal, goal. Two of them was almost identical. Two of those goals was almost exactly the same. The midfielders did not drop back. They didn't cover this guy. He ran through the middle. Wide open, pass it to him. Goal. Bam. Absolutely ridiculous. And we and USA had so many chances. Timothy Way had a banger of a shot. It just unfortunately wasn't more towards the corner. It was like a little bit to the side, but too close to the keeper still. So he was able to save it. Uh, Christian Pelusic had an opportunity right off the bat, actually, where he was almost one-on-one with the keeper. It was like kind of a weird angle angle thing. He practically was one-on-one with the keeper, but he kicked it with his left foot, and it was a little bit weak, and it was like still like kind of more towards the keeper. It should have been away from the keeper to like a corner or something like that. Um, and also, also strategy-wise, I don't know why the coach put Reyna in the second half. Like I've been saying the whole time, and you guys may not know who these names are, but there's a ta- uh, there's a guy named Haji Wright who's a really ta- he's probably our tallest player for USA, and Netherlands are all giants, especially Virgil. Like Virgil's like almost seven foot, 
So it was just like, why are we not trying to have our taller players go against the taller players? And they finally put Haji right in. And when they put him in, guess what? He scored a freaking goal. <laughs> so I'm just like, why have we not like, been doing this? Like, why are you two like five for five? <laughs> I mean, hey, practically that's how it should have been a David versus Goliath. But it's just like we have a clap on the team, and we didn't put him out there. It's like why would you, why would you do that? They were all they were all Saint Bernards, and we were little Chihuahuas and Yorkshire Terriers and crap. Like it was like, what are you doing? We have a pit bull. Yeah, because they're not gonna be able to beat them on the passes or anything. Basically, in soccer, they're gonna have them. You pass it high; they can easily headbutt and that, make the throw. That's the thing. We had so many corners. It was just like we're doing the same thing. These guys are Eiffel Towers to us. How come? How come we're still like? How come we're not being more strategic on the corner kicks? How come we still don't have Haji right in? Like we should have started with Haji right, and if you had to sub him later, cool. But at least get the lead with Haji right. And then you subbed out Timothy Weah, or yeah, you subbed out Timothy Weah. You went ahead and subbed out Dest. You you subbed them out and you put in people that were not up to that caliber. You put in Reyna. Reyna should not have been there. You should have been Sergeant, or you should have kept in Ferreira, or somebody else. Aronson, Aronson, Aronson could have been in there, and he wasn't there. But you put him in over Reyna. Reyna was trash. Reyna was garbage. Reyna should not be on the team. <laughs> yeah, should have gave Haji a poor, a poster. <laughs> hey, I, 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 <laughs> so, but as you guys can see, I'm okay. representing Bengals Who Day. We came victorious mm-hmm. against Kansas City. Oh, nice. that was a close one, too, and they pulled it out still. They're always close ones, man. Kansas City's a tough team. Well, Kansas City is no joke. They ranking first right now in, like, the passing. Passing, yep. and, <laughs> passing and rushing. Like, they're really <coughs> both. It's just, it's just, they're just, they're just insane, man. But yeah, I'm glad that we came up with the dub. We played lights out. Uh, but before we start diving inside these news, and, and again, sorry about the rant. If you guys want to skip forward to that, <laughs> if you guys are watching the YouTube version, we are 20 minutes in, so you guys can fast forward to right now. Um, but uh, before we get inside the news, this Thursday is going to be Video Game Awards, and I believe it starts at 6:30. Let me double check that real quick. But I believe it starts at 6.30. And uh, Video Game Awards 2022. Pulling it up right now. Uh, but we are going to be live reacting to it. And as we turn home. Where's this going? Here we go. Here we you go. Have, you have it pulled up? Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. The Game Awards. Two days till show. Oh, my God. It's loading. What are you loading? I don't want to see a guy dropping from the sky. Thank you. <laughs> Um, it's giving me a 500 mission incomplete due to failure. Two minutes till show. Uh, December 730. 730. East, 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. So we'll be, we'll be live reacting to it this Thursday. So with that, we always kind of do our little predictions, all that good stuff as far as what do we think is going to be there. Um, we already predicted what we think is going to win each particular category. So I'm going to have that list up here, but I'm going to pull up, pull this up. But I want to start off with Mildew Carrot as I pull this list up. What do you think it, we're going to see at the video game awards? If, if you, we can either do one or we could do three. And if we do three, that third one, I want it to be like a Gatorade get hype moment. The big, the big kahuna one. Um, but it would have to be in rapid fire succession just because we do have a lot of news to get through today. Uh, I don't care. 
You guys want to do three or one? What do you want? To, what do you want to do, uh, Nine Ball? Probably one because okay. of the time. One it, one it is. <laughs> one it is. So one game but, that we, know, one game that we're possible that we want to see or will possibly will see. One game, one announcement, one. It could be a Gatorade get hype moment. You just have one life. I really want to say Metroid Prime 4, but I'm not going to say that because I, I have a feeling no. So I'm going to say um, Wolverine. I'm going to see more on the Wolverine game. Because I believe it was the VGAs we saw Wolverine last year. That was uh, PlayStation. Yes. That was PlayStation. Yeah, it was PlayStation. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm having confused in them. But, I mean, VGA is also a good time to still promote that stuff. So I'll go Wolverine. Normally, I would be against that, but because we did not have a PlayStation Showcase at all this year, I won't be surprised if it is. Mm-hmm. So, you said Wolverine, and what are we getting? Mm-hmm. Release uh, date, trailer, um, gameplay. I'm going to say trailer. Right. I don't think we're going to get um trailer in maybe a year, but I don't think we're going to get any gameplay yet. All right, so I have Wolverine trailer, release year, no gameplay. Mm-hmm. All right. <coughs> Nine ball. Yeah. It's on you. Uh, I'm still, still sticking with my gun. I'm going Silent Hill. Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 remake? Yes. <laughs> All right, we're getting a trailer. We're getting gameplay, release year. The best... Definitely getting a trailer and gameplay. I don't know about the release year yet. So no no release year or release year? I want to say a release year probably. If they show on that much of the trailer, I want to say probably sometime. Let's see. Did they announce a release year already for that? I don't know. Let's find out. Because if they already announced a release year, I'll just obviously take it down. (laughs) Silent. Oh, I can spell silent. Silent Hill to remake release dates. Um, uh, no, uh, they have not did a. Uh, it's gonna they be, have not. This is going to be exclusive for PS5 for the first year. That's fine. That's a little interesting. So I have a film. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, it's not coming out. I'll have a feeling it's probably not going to launch on Xbox. You don't think so? <sighs> yeah, it's set to launch on PS5 and PC. The game is set to be a 12-month console exclusive for PS5. One thing, all right. One thing. It's saying that there's no agree, uh, no guarantee that it even hit Xbox once the agreement ends. Hmm. Oh, PS5 and yeah, and PC. Yep. There are only platforms listed on the announcement trailer, and the game won't become the Xbox at launch. So is it coming to Xbox? Someone said that again. We'll release here. Read more. Release date. One of the biggest question marks over Silent Hill 2 Remake is right now the release date. Nothing has been said so far, so we don't even have a vague release window to go off of. When we hear more, we'll uh, be sure to update this section. 
And that is enemy. There you go. Um, all right, so we'll go. So release. You th so you said release year. Probably they may go into like a late um, twenty twenty three sometime. Mm -hmm. Maybe where you can push it back real easy. Holiday twenty twenty three was going to be pushed to twenty twenty four. All right, so mine is going to be kind of a simple one. Um, I, I know that they were talking about Jedi Survivor being there, um, so I'm not going to say that one because I feel like that's a little cheap. Uh, but I think we're going to see some Street Fighter Six and some more gameplay. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'm not surprised at all. This is the perfect opportunity to show off, and Capcom loves to show off. Yeah, and and it's coming out next year. <coughs> it's coming out next year. Yeah. So, uh, and I think it already has a date too as well. So this just kind of adds a little bit yeah. of flair to it. So there you go. So we have Mill Dewey Carrot at Wolverine trailer release year, no gameplay. It's the Nine Ball Silent Hill 2 remake trailer and gameplay and release year. And then Malachi 36 with Street Fighter 6 and a trailer slash gameplay. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, now going on over to the fun parts. Get your Steam decks. Story number get one. Get Steam Decks. Come get Steam Decks. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going for, too. So you already got it. <laughs> Amelia Zollner from IGN says this in our article. It's been a big year for Valve. After a Steam Deck launched in February, Valve has finally cleared up a supply ch uh, chain issues and stopped requiring reservations, making the handheld PC a lot easier to get than it was at launch. To celebrate, Valve is giving a... Uh, is giving free Steam Decks away to a handful of lucky Game Award viewers. Uh, for every minute the Game Awards, uh, Valve will be giving one 512-gigabyte Steam Deck giveaway, adding up to nearly 200 Steam Decks. Quote, it's been a fun year for Steam Deck, and we've been blown away by the response, Valve wrote in a post on the Steam News Hub. To be eligible to win a Steam Deck during the giveaway, fans in the U.S., Canada, U.K., or Europe can register. They also have to have made a purchase on Steam between uh, November 14th of 2021 and November 20, uh, 14th of 2022, so a full year within that time period, and must be in good standing and not having a limited, uh, not having, not have a limited account. Giving away 180 decks is a far cry from early on when Valve had to uh, use strict queue system in order to ensure everyone who wanted a Steam Deck could get one. As the year progressed, a supply and supply chain issues lesson, Valve began ramping up production and delivery of Steam Decks to consumers, uh, to customers leading to the giveaway. End quote, end story. So, Steam Deck. Yeah, I know uh, It's the Nine Ball already has one. I know I'm trying to win my one, one myself. Mildew and Carrot is trying to win them, uh, win, win one himself. I think this is the most aggressive giveaway I've seen in a long time. A Steam Deck a minute. You know what I mean? Like, in, in, in the Game Awards, is going to be longer than an hour. You know? So it's just like, you're going to have a minimum of 60 Steam Decks that someone can win. <laughs> just by, as long as they have a purchase made on Steam... And they're watching that. I don't think the actually the article said that, but I know that that's a, that is a requirement. You do have to watch um, the VGAs through Steam. 
GameStop said that in their article. So I I just makes think that sense. that's yeah, yeah, which yeah, it makes sense, but it's just one of those things where just like this is this is huge. Like literally a, a, there's not just one winner, it's not one lucky winner, it's not even ten lucky winners. It literally can be anywhere to close to two hundred winners just for playing just for watching this. And I'm not even sure who all like like I feel like this is such a small niche. Like I I I I feel confident that one of us can win. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't really don't feel that way about giveaways and stuff like that. But I feel confident that one of us can actually win. Like that's how it feels, just because of how lucrative the giveaway is. So, hopefully, one of us or all of us are the winner, and we can go from there. Any thoughts about this gentleman? Yeah, this is this is fantastic. Like I said, I've. Like I told you off stream, I bought mine full price. I have no regrets. Can you can you show me like how big your Steam Deck is, like in your hand? Yeah. I'm just Steam I'm, Deck. I'm just looking forward to what I'm. I'm looking what I had to look forward to. So there you go. Look how huge that thing is. That's a that's a beefy boy. Does it feel good holding it? Oh yeah, it feels great holding it. It has like, you see the buttons here. You have like the button set up here, but. This also, let me turn off this, uh, let me turn off this, what is that? The blur? Uh, yeah, <laughs> nah, turn off the blur. It's autofocus, man. Okay. <laughs> you also have, like, buttons as well on the back. The controls are fully, um, um, fully changeable. You can go into your settings and change the controllers based on the game you're playing. You can set the buttons to be anything. You also have two like mouse pads, which would be right here, right here. Um, it's more than just a game console, though, which is quite interesting. You also have access to Linux, so you can go into there. You can download the lap, uh, the desk. You can go to your desktop, and you can download games like I'm about to download Can I Bridge of Spirits. Have it on Epic, not a problem. I just get to down the game, the hero. With a heroic games launcher, which allows me to download Epic onto Linux, and now I can just download it and just play Kenna on my Steam Deck without having to, you know, get a whole new thing. You can also, it's fully the thing about it is that's really good is that it's fully yours. There's instructional videos showing you how to take it apart. If you want to like replace the joysticks, you can take it apart, put new joysticks in. You can replace the battery pack. You can replace the hard drive. It's yours. If you change, you can even change the. There's even an instructional video. If you don't like Linux, you can install Windows, and then just put Steam Deck back on. They give you the the software to just reinstall Steam Deck as soon as you put it back in Windows. It's like I said. It's it's completely yours. It's not like worrying about voiding the warranty. And like I said, it has that. It has the function of being a computer mm. at the same time. It is really fun to play. The only problem is the battery life, and you have to be careful because depending on the game, some games will use up a lot more power. But you can, you can still they, play it docked, though, right? Yeah, you can play it docked. I play mine sometimes in downstairs. Things mean like if you're doing traveling up. stuff, like yeah. you know, you have to be conscious of like what games you're playing. Because, yeah, some games you know, will 
you play Paper Mario and you probably could play the full eight hours, but then you start trying to play, you know, Death Stranding or something. It it will, yeah. it will eat the batteries. Like thirty minutes later, <laughs> yeah. I've been uh, I've been actually I was talking to Bailey Levu and he actually was telling me about a a friend that we have who owns a Steam de- Steam Deck, and they have put Pokemon. What's what's the latest one that came out? Violet. Violet. Yeah. So they put Pokemon Violet. Violet yeah. On their Steam Deck, and they're running at uh, 60 FPS. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like like it's the the Switch can't even do that, and it's supposed to be a Switch exclusive. So it's just yeah, one of those it, things we're just like yeah, like it's like, yours. Yeah, they're not going to punish you for putting that stuff on there. It's your Steam Deck. Nintendo would. <laughs> <laughs> they want their money. They want that pay. It, it is. It is a fantastic thing, and I'm glad I got one. Um, if you're trying, anybody trying, I would say go for it. And it's really not really, it's really not even that much of a thinking choice. You ain't got to think that much. What's the worst? If you don't win, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If yeah. the worst that could happen is you just don't win. It's not like you have to come in money or anything. Right. The best thing <laughs> is you win. I mean, and for most uh, PC owners, and I don't want to rant too long, but most PC owners, real quick, most of them have made purchases on Steam. Mm-hmm. I I I, no, I made <laughs> several purchases on Steam. I'm not oh. even gonna lie. I bought several. Okay, I bought it. I bought Red Dead Redemption this morning. So, <laughs> Overachiever. It's, it's twenty. It's twenty. It was twenty bucks. I was like, I gotta do it. I'm yeah. buying it on. Yeah. I How come you haven't it. bought Dead Island yet? I think I have Dead Island I just don't play it It's it's one of those games you have to have friends to play with Well, it's definitely one that's much better with friends I've still enjoyed the gameplay solo But I will agree It's one that I think you could have a lot more fun Just with shits and giggles and like shit going on With uh, multiplayer on that one so just but a yeah. reminder for anybody that's watching, like right now, I see we have a couple more visitors that came through. So just a reminder for anyone that's trying to win a Steam Deck, Steam Deck you guys have to have an uh, active Steam account. That's a good standing. You guys would have had to make a purchase between November 14th of 2021 through November 14th of 2022. <laughs> and you have to register, which is free. And there's a different, uh, you can do that on the Steam's uh, website. But if you go to GameSpot.com or if you guys go to IGN and look up the, like the Steam News, there should be like a hyperlink that will take you there. And then lastly, on Thursday, you have to make sure you're watching the VGAs through Steam. That's the way that you can be notified if you're a winner or not. And they're giving away a Steam Deck a minute. This is a $500 machine that they're giving away for free. Anyway, between I think it's like anywhere between four hundred to six hundred dollars, depending on what version you got. The one they're giving away is the most expensive one. Because oh, the least it? expensive. I thought the, the original. So this is the six hundred dollar no, one. Yes, the other oh, one wow. is the yeah. The original one is the sixty four gigabyte one. Is the least expensive. That's the four hundred dollar one. Oh wow! I thought it was I thought it was a, a one twenty five three something and then five something. I think it's a 64 gig. A let me look. Because um, 64 is not really a lot of gigs. You really don't worry about that problem. It's like <laughs> they say you can either a take the hard drive out and put it one in if you know what you're doing. They tell you if you don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, or you can just put a, a 
micro SD in there. I have a micro SD card in mine for another 500 and some gigs. You can literally get a terabyte micro okay. SD with no problem. Here we go. It's basically 399 for the 64, mm-hmm. 529 for the 256, and 649 for the 512. So, yeah, so yeah, he's right. That's a hundred. This is the most expensive one. It's over $600. They're giving away for free. They're giving away nearly 200 of these devices away for free. So, you guys are looking into that. Make sure you guys register. Uh, again, Steam Deck. You're, uh, Steam, go to Steam's account, and then you can just register to get yourself a Steam Deck and watch the VGAs. If you guys want to watch it with us, well, you're going to be live that day. So there you go. Uh, Mildred, just have it on, I'm about huh? to say, just have it on both. Just have it on your Steam. In the background, just mute that one. Yeah, But yeah. stay with this one. Exactly. Mute that one. Exactly. Stay with this one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, as I'm setting this up, uh, go ahead and uh, tell us if you have any commentary on your thoughts for this, Mildewy. Nothing much. Just show them how it's done, Valve. Show them how to treat the gaming community. <laughs> show Microsoft and PlayStation what true love is for gamers. True love. <laughs> you know, giving away a six hundred dollar, you know, handheld system and all, and like, you know, how much do the fives and new Xboxes cost? About the same. Hmm. Xbox, PlayStation, take a page. Mm. Actually, actually, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I, de- I definitely agree with taking the page, but this is actually a better deal because this is more expensive than both of them. I know it's. I, I know they're more expensive, free. but it's like still, it's like, come on, Valve is doing this, guys, and PlayStation, and Xbox are all about. Like, we're all about this, like you know, they're doing all these promotions and everything about it, and like Steam just like. We've been about it. Hey, who wants some free Steam decks? And everyone's just like, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. They didn't even have to promote it. They just you know, set an article out and GameSpot's like, oh, really? They're like, yeah. <laughs> no trailers needed here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to get on over to story number two here, which is actually is very uh, – let me see here. We're going to – I'm gonna have to mute my mic because I'm gonna be squealing. Sorry. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys can still, you guys can still uh, see the the screen, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So I'm gonna expand it real fast, and I believe we're good here. But what we're doing right now, there's not really much words there. But it, uh, Sal Romano from Gomatsu says this is an article about Dragon Age Dreadwolf trailer. We have a new trailer here, folks. So a publisher, EA, and developer Bioware have released a short new cinematic trailer for Dragon Age Dreadwolf in celebration of Dragon Age Day. And that's the full story. That's all I was able to copy from them. So we're about to go ahead and watch it together and react for the first time ever. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Dreadwolf. Let me know if you guys can hear it. Yeah, we hear it. I knew him as Solus. A thoughtful mage obsessed with dreams. But long ago, he had a different name. Fen Harel, the Dreadwolf. Ancient elven god of lies, or heroic rebel against tyranny, depending on which story you believe. In his final fight with the elven gods, Solus imprisoned them and created a veil that split our world from the raw magic of the Fade. Now, he wanted to tear down that veil, a 
and destroy the world. And we're the only ones who can stop him. So I'm going to let that play on repeat and go ahead and take take, take the floor with us uh, there, uh, Mildewy. First off, yay, Varric's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the first thing that I'm like, they got to bring him back and thank God because Varric makes a lot of Dragon Age from, you know, two upwards just so so good he just adds so much to the stories and lores and he just he's such a fun companion too um <clears throat> this doesn't surprise me in too much like you know i know like you have to play dragon age inquisition to kind of truly understand where this is coming from because it all ties in a lot like every, a lot of the stuff ties in and everything you know going up through the games and all uh one you know, Dragon Age, Dragon Age um, 2, Dragon Age Inquisition, you know, there's a lot there that ties this all in together about what they're talking about, the Fade, um, you know, stuff that's happening in the world. So this doesn't surprise me that, you know, we're going against, you know, Solus. You know, we got, we had some teasers about that. I mean, when you play Inquisition and all, I'm not trying to spoil anything. <clears throat> but this just kind of tells me that they're working full more on the story too, which is nice. Um, it adds a bit more lore to like what we're possibly going to be doing in this next game. Um, when we're talking about him splitting, trying to bring down the veil that splits the world between these the god, elven gods and our plane. So we're going to be dealing with some very funky stuff. If you guys have ever played Dragon Age, I've delved into the the fades and all like it can get a little weird sometimes um so there's gonna be a lot of stuff with that um i'm very interested to know more on like what who's gonna be the characters they bring into this one like who's gonna come back and not you know like and how or if they're gonna tie in still the um how they're gonna tie in the old stories in and like your decisions because that is one of the big things with dragon age is is the whole story choose your own story tie them in together and all to create you know your kind of own narrative in this universe that they have set up for you so i'm interested to see how they're going to bring that forward from the new systems over <coughs> um they're probably going to bring back the dragon keep on that one which was an old system to tie in one and two into inquisition because they changed like a bunch of security protocols and game engine functions to where they weren't compatible, so they just allowed you to recreate it, which would be nice if you could do again. For those who haven't played backwards and want to get, you know, a more custom feel to it and want to choose, or, you know, those who have done it and can't load up, like, we want to recreate our stories. So, I'm excited. Can't wait to see more. Glad they're working on it, you know, and... You know, waiting to see more game trailers and uh, gameplay footage, definitely, and more uh, lore, or at least starting lore of like who we're going to be with and what we're going to be dealing with. Because especially with the DLCs at the end of Inquisition, you're kind of wondering, you know, who's going to be, you know, left and what, and what are the factions going to be. So it's going to be really interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I um, yeah, no, I'm very excited for this game for sure. Like of the Bioware games I can think of, aside from Anthem, I, I can't really think of any other Bioware games I actually officially completed. Um, other than Dragon Age, like Dragon Age, I played the first one, loved it. Uh, played the second one, loved that even more. Played Inquisition, and somehow the love just keeps going up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, it is just a fantastic thing. I don't. I can see them still utilizing the Dragon Age keep for anybody that's getting into Dragon Age for the first time right now for one and two, but I don't think it's. I don't think. I think the technology that they were able to figure it out for Inquisition, and now I, I, I can see those datas kind of transferring on over to PS5 or Xbox Series. So I don't think there's going to be a necessity for the Dragon Age keep right now for Dreadwolf. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do go ahead and bring that in there too as well, just for the same points that you were saying earlier. So we'll just kind of have to see exactly how that's going to go. But I mean, like this is a little bit of a spoiler already with that Solus on here is, is uh, seems to be the main antagonist, um, which uh, to, to, me, to me personally, it was a little bit of a bummer because that was one of my boys uh, inside Inquisition. Um, but then like, at least towards the beginning to middle part. And then after that, it started getting a little bit weird and, um, and yeah, uh, that's going to start going south of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, but there's, yeah, like, uh, again, echoing everything that Mildewy just said, like it has those moments where your, your decisions from Dragon Age one, like you may not see it at the end of Dragon Age one, you may not see it at the end of Dragon Age two. But you'll see it inside Inquisition. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just one of those things that every choice you make really truly matter. And I cannot wait to see what the next step is for this in particular and and how and how we're going to be able to uh proceed through Dreadwolf. And and if Solus is really gonna be the end all be all bad guy. Like they're really making him out to be that way. But I don't know. Maybe something will happen, and um, bam, he's not the main bad guy after all that we thought. I like know more um, sort about of like what? Mass Effect in a way. Mass Effect. One. Yeah. Don't, don't, well, well, don't, don't spoil it for me. I'm not spoiling it too much okay. over. Yeah, <laughs> Mass Effect. Yeah, you need to play through Mass Effect. I've I've beaten all the Bioware's of Dragon Age, Anthem, and Mass Effect. Like I love them. Such good stories. So much replayability in them. But one thing I'm curious because you just brought it up, Malachi, is I. I, cause I didn't think about it. I can think about because there's another story in there. Because like you know, they're saying the elven gods, mm. but the humans believe um, this is not spoiling anything because this is the lore of them. Like they believe that there's a maker, the creator, the one god above us all. But yeah. that he kind of like abandoned the throne and like you know, and then there was like his chosen bride and all who was like you know killed and everything. Like it's kind of like a whole like Jesus Jews type of thing inside Dragon Age. So it's like you got that story, and I'm like, I'm wondering how that's going to translate what they kind of gave us in this trailer of like these elven gods and all. It's like, okay, what's like, is there two factions now in there? Is there like, like what's going on here? Like, I'm kind of wondering now how this all ties into each other. Like, or maybe are we going to see more about that? Because you do end up going through several of that stuff with um, Andraste, who yeah. was the one chose like his bride that the maker chose who was killed because of her jealous husband. Um, turned into the um, Inquisition, which was like you know a group that you dealt with in Inquisition. Sorry, <coughs> um, so it, there's a lot of lore there that's kind of like I'm kind of curious how they're gonna tie it all together and kind of bring it out. So plus yeah, on sorry. top of that, no, 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 you're good. I was about to say plus on top of that, the blight is still very much a real thing. 
which was caused by, I think if I remember right, by the um, the Dark Magisters from the Inquisition mm-hmm. who created, tried, tried, trying to great, I think get through the Fade to the other side and all, and just, <coughs> there's a lot that just tied together in there. So it's like, if he does end up doing this, like, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Yeah, and, and on top of that, you have the Kunari, which I believe they have their own religion, right? Like, those, they don't have the same... They the Kune? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Kune. Yeah, no, that's actually... You kind of deal with them at the end of Inquisition, which I'm not going to spoil, because I don't yeah. think you played that DLC yet. Um, if, it was, if it was DLC, then no, I haven't. I, I just played yeah, the base game. You need to play those DLCs, man. Holy crap. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, there's a lot in there to where it's like, yeah, the, the Kunari have their own... The Kune, you got... The elves who believe their own thing, the dwarves have their own religion of the stone and all. You got the humans and the maker, you know, the corner, like I said, had the cune. Like, it's just like, now what else are they going to add in? Because, like, now you then also got, like, not only, like, the different factions and all, like, of the original Dragon Age, but then you also added in the newer factions from Inquisition. It's like, holy crap, what are we building up to here? Like, what are we end up going to be doing? And, like, how is this all gonna play out? Like, yeah, hmm. yeah, I, yeah. <coughs> I think me personally, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see more of the characters from Dragon Age Two. I think we're going to see a little bit more of that because, like, I don't want. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil it, but and we can talk offline about this uh, at a later time, or whatever. But yeah, but I mean, like, I in Dragon Age Inquisition, you saw a handful of that, but majority of the characters that were there you probably saw i think maybe one or two people that's from the first dragon age but other than that everyone was a brand new fresh paint of coat but then as the as the story kind of kept progressing they kept on kind of tinkering back to your former choices in the earlier dragon age one and two and you would see Depending some familiar choices, faces yeah. yeah and then you would see some familiar faces you're just like oh wait what so that's why i'm kind of thinking that this one i wouldn't be surprised i don't i don't think this is gonna be the last dragon age it might be. It might be the last Dragon Age, and if that is the case, then you'll probably see everybody from one, two, and Inquisition inside Dreadwolf, or like I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll be very curious. Uh, Nineball, I am. I am curious as for someone that hasn't gotten into Dragon Age. Does this? Uh, I'm not that. <laughs> I was just saying. This, I know there's a cinematic trailer and everything like that. It doesn't really show a whole lot, but does this do anything for you? Does this get you excited? Like, like what exactly are your thoughts? As a guy that played a lot of Bioware games, um, but I'm gonna be serious. Um, <laughs> um, this is one of those franchises I've always wanted to play, but for some reason never really beaten it. I've played it. I played the first one to the middle, and I always wanted to play the first one and the second and the third one. I need to reinstall EA. And the weird part about it is, I love Bioware as a company. I've played about all their games. Anthem, I played Anthem and beat all of Anthems. I've beaten, of course, the Mass Effects. I've beaten Jade Empires. I've beaten um, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. I love um, most of EA, I mean, uh, Bioware's story. This is one of those ones I am excited for. I do like the gameplay of Dread. I mean, the Bio, the... um, the mass, not Mass Effect. I'm just called it Mass Effects. Oh, Dragon <laughs> yeah, Age. Dragon Age, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even though, I mean, the original 
while people go it as an aged excellently, it's still it's good enough to play. This isn't a Witcher Part One problem where I was trying to play that one and I was like, oh god, no. <coughs> yeah. Would I even go there? This is one I can play, so I'm probably gonna give it I'm gonna try again to get this one beat. Especially since I have a Steam Deck now. And I was just reading how to install EA Play onto the Steam Deck. And there is a way to do it. So I'm going to be looking at doing that and probably just putting it on there and playing it as throughout the days and stuff. I am thoroughly... You might be able to mod it, too, the way that you want to. Yeah, I I don't need to, though. I mean, it's going to be good enough. I I think Dragon Age as a game is, is an excellent franchise from what I've seen anyway. And I am very excited. I, from what I played, I do like the characters. I think the characters are really good. It's just a matter of beating it. So that's gonna be that's gonna be on my queue to do here go. very shortly. Uh, story number three. Getting to another trailer that about to react together on called Lost Soul Aside. Off the stream, uh, Nineball was asking, what is Lost Soul Aside? And I'm glad you asked, Nineball, because Marcus Stewart <laughs> from Game Informer says this in the article. Since its reveal in 2016, so six years ago, Souls, uh, Lost Soul Aside has been one of the most promising and mysterious projects on the, hori- uh, on the horizon. Today, the upcoming action game made its first peep since its uh, last show in 2021, showing off its fren- uh, frenetic comeback and stylish flair. Lost Soul Aside began life as a solo project by developer Yang Bing. Uh, it's 2016 proof of concept trailer impressed many with its AAA caliber presentation and Devil May Cry inspired action, including Sony, who scooped up the project as a third party PS4 exclusive. Bing is now working with a full team, Ulti uh, Zero Games. Uh, Sony has announced last year that Lost Soul Asylum will come to the PS5 as well. The future, the adventure stars protagonist Kazar and uh, has shape shifting dragon companion who transforms into various weapons for Kazar to wield. And now we're going to switch from this Dragon Age Dreadwolf trailer, so you guys can see what it looks like. Uh, here we go, bam! And do you guys see this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, cool. So here we go. Full release. <coughs> oh God, that was loud. <笑>你说路易莎也会梦见星空吗 
baby. Alright, so that is Lost Soul Side. That's one of the trailers. I know there's another trailer that's out there right now that um, we, we saw before. We actually saw, I want to say, beginning of this year. If not, definitely towards the end of last year. But I'm pretty sure it was the beginning of this year we actually saw it. But, Nineball, now that you've officially seen Lost Soul Side, at least the newest trailer, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's nothing. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I don't remember even watching even the first trailer of this. Yeah, we, we, I, watched, we watched it together because there's a couple trailers at the beginning of the year that we saw together. Let me see if I can find that ALWT Gaming episode, but um, but continue. But this, uh, to me, I just, I mean, we just watched Dreadwolf, and Dreadwolf did give me hype for it, because I do think the universe is great, but this one just really doesn't do nothing for me. Interesting, really? Yeah, it's, it's not much of a story or anything. It's just watching action sequences is... Uh, Okay, okay. What about you there, Mildewy? Kind of like... Uh, I'm trying to think of the gameplays that I've seen that do this. Um, the games that do this type of thing. Um, I'd say maybe like Bayonetta, some other games, like like sort of these styles and all. It, I mean, it definitely looks interesting, but I kind of want to know more about the story mode the, like the story behind it first before i make any true decisions on it um because i'll say it definitely first off when you look at it, it kind of get like this like the scenes that like, come up like it just gives you like a final fantasy feel this is like final fantasy 8 for me at the beginning yeah like, i'm just waiting like, for the no! yeah so I'm just like, walks in. <laughs> i was like what are we going on here so and then like they mentioned something like does like you know luisa's you know dreams of starlit skies too and it's just like I'm just kind of curious, like, what's going on. So, like, yeah, the gameplay looks nice. You know, the action scenes are pretty cool. Like, the world looks beautiful, don't get me wrong. Um, kind of seems underpopulated, so hopefully they'll fix that. But, um, you know, I just, I really want to know the story more. So, you know, <clears throat> just looks like it's another hack and slash with Soul Boss with uh, fancy movements on it. So, you know doesn't stream too much to me but you know give me the story and make it really good you know probably then they go for it heard that um yeah no i i am excited about this uh again i've seen i'm trying to find the it's in one of these episodes that we did this year and i'm pretty <laughs> sure it's this year but uh i'll let, I'll let it go because i i can't i can't find it at the moment but uh it is it is one of those games backlog I, of videos <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it definitely was one of those games though that like it looked so cool to me. It reminded me, uh, it looked like how I wanted Final Fantasy 15 to play more as. Final Fantasy 15 already plays pretty fun, like it plays pretty 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 great. Um, but this looks a lot smoother around the edges, and it, and it does remind me of Devil May Cry, which is a franchise I never fully dove into. But I always thought That's it looked cool. What it was. Devil May Cry. I played one of the Devil May Cry games. That kind of reminds me of that, yeah. plus some other games too. Yeah, but. they they did say, and it, it sits in the article that this was Devil May Cry inspired. So they, so I mean, yeah, like that's a I, lot of games that are Devil May Cry inspired. And but but you can really you can really see though the Devil May yeah. Cry in this one. But yeah, it's just one of those things where I was just like, okay, like this is a brand new entry into the series. I think this whole floating ability looks cool, like. 
and and then the 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 mystical aspect of it. Again, I'm not a huge sci-fi person, but I but when you do sci-fi mixed in with fantasy and combat like that, like it just kind of looks pretty cool to me. So I'm definitely excited to see what the future has to hold for this. So we'll just have to see. We'll just have to wait and see. So Lost Soul aside, everybody, hopefully we'll see it this Thursday. I mean, again, this news dropped today about uh, uh, Lost Soul aside with a new trailer. So maybe we'll see some, get some more news about that uh, coming up here soon. All right, let me go ahead and stop the stream. And we are going to get on over to the next story, which will be in one second as I set this up. All right, almost there, bam. Oh, that was almost perfect. That almost did that perfectly. Bam, let's go. Okay, cool. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Uh, here we go. You're a beautiful mess. Thank you. Thank you. I try, you know? I tried. Okay. Story number four. This one is a very interesting one. Monster Hunter Rises New Home. Marcus Stewart, also from GameSpot, uh, Game Informer, says this in an article. Monster Hunter Rise is embarking on a new hunt on PlayStation and Xbox consoles in January. Its recent expansion, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, will follow suit sometime next spring. The latest entry in the uber-popular series coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in January 20th. It will also be available on Xbox Game Pass for console, PC, and cloud at launch. The current-gen version specifically boosts 4K resolution, 60 FPS gameplay, and 3D audio, among other customizable options. However, a disclaimer on a new trailer states that the 3D audio will come to Xbox One version in a spring update. The okay, PS5 very good. They, they, they did. <laughs> the That's PS5 there. port also supports DualSense haptic feedback for ranged shielded weapons. That excites me. There's two things that excites me. Uh, the game is priced at $39.99 across all platforms. Two things that excite me. There's two things that excite me. One is that it is on Game Pass. I own Game Pass. And it's going to be on Game Pass PC and console. Meaning that I'll be able to play with you, Nine Ball. If you have it on PC. Do you have it on PC, uh, Mildred? No. You I got it on Switch. Yeah, uh, but... yeah, I got it on Switch too. But the fact that it's on Game Pass and I already have Game Pass... And I'll be able to play on a more powerful system of 4K resolution and 60 FPS. That excites me. That excites me. But then on the flip side, it's going to have the DualSense haptic feedback, which I want them to... I like that PlayStation is doing this. They're still sticking with that gimmick because that's a, such a fantastic thing to have. I love the DualSense controllers. Love them. So, this is very interesting to me. Mm. I might I might pick it up for PS5. When it goes on sale, you know, you know what? What's that? I might pick this up on PS5 day one. Oh, really? This is Ooh. one of those rare. You know, I barely buy games at full price. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're doing Monster that, Hunter I, I World, to... I absolutely love Monster Hunter World, and Rise is something I've been waiting forever to play with friends with. It's a set. It's the only reason why I haven't. The only reason why I haven't picked it up on PC because I don't really know nobody that plays it on PC. Most people I know play it on the Switch. 
I've been waiting forever for this to come to a console to where somebody else could play it with me. This baby, I'm looking at almost definitely probably gonna pick this up. So at the so you now you are you're changing my mind. If you get it at the full forty on PS Five, I will get it same day. I probably will be picking it up on that day because this is. If you do it, I will do it. I've been I I absolutely like I said I adore Monster Hunter World. I love the game and I like the loop on there and it's it's incredibly fun to play. It's just I've been I always wanted to play Rise. It's just it's on Switch. And it's almost let's put it like this on several occasions I almost bought a Switch just to get that. Now you don't have to. Yeah. So <laughs> hearing that it's coming to this, I might just pick it up on um PlayStation five for forty dollars and with the haptic feedback it'd be an excellent game to play it with. It would actually be even cheaper too, because I'm pretty sure when I got it on Switch it was sixty dollars. So oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't I think I don't, it was around sixty maybe. Yeah, fifty nine ninety nine, I'm remember. pretty sure is what it was. It's sixty. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do this. But yeah, I was just saying that's how they market it. Let me, that's how they let me it. see. Oh, dude. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this is one of those games I've been wanting to play. And it is a game I will play at. I love Monster Hunter. Well there you go. Yeah. If you pick it up if you pick it up day one on PS five, I will join you. And I have a I have a feeling I could be wrong. But I feel like I'm not to say that Mildew and Carrot would be there too. Oh, actually, um, so me and one of my friends, um, Zenshin, um, we were actually we played Monster Hunter World through together when it was first out before you guys hopped on. <coughs> We've been playing through a year, and we're trying to get ready for all the updates. So um, coming out on the Switch, cause we got our profiles on the Switches that are you know master ranks. Like I'm almost fifty, he's like one hundred. So I'm, I he plays more a little bit more than I do. Um, so we're getting ready for that. I am curious to see though if they're gonna uh, probably they're gonna charge you for the Rise DLC and then of course the Sunbreaker DLC. Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, they're both fantastic games, and we were both talking about it. We, we might just pick it up again, anyways, just to play it on the uh next gen consoles just because it, it looks fantastic when people play it on the PC. Does, so. does Zenshin have a PS5? Uh, I think he's got a four. And it does have crossplay still, though. Yeah, well, that, it's, that, it's that, that's, what gonna, that's what I was going to check is that we. <coughs> I don't think it has cross platform capabilities. It says it's coming to four and five. Yeah, it's coming to four and five, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can play PS4 with PS5 users. Very similar to FIFA 22, 23 right now. It came to PS4 and PS5. But if I have the PS5 version of FIFA and then somebody else has the PS4 version of FIFA, we can't play together. Well, I have to look into it because normally Monster Hunter was allowed to do because Monster Hunter came originally to four, and then you could still transmit up to five and still play with everyone. True, but the, but the thing though is that there wasn't. Well, I don't think there's a PS5 version though. Like you can transfer your PS4 game and play it on the PS5, so you can do yeah. that. But there's not an actual PS5 version of Monster Hunter. Um, we'll have to see because they don't say in this article whether or not they're coming with the five and right. four versions separate or if it's just going to be what I would hope it would be compatible because that's one of the things is you just playing 
crossplay with everyone on the PlayStation Network. So yeah, and the, and yeah, that's that's the hope, that's the dream. But I know that in my experiences, because I I mean obviously I always get the PS5 version whenever I can. But in my experiences of playing multiplayer, there's only been a very small handful of games that has a PS5 version that I can still play with somebody that has a PS4 version. And uh, like <laughs> Warzone 2.0 being one of them, there is a PS5 version of Warzone 2.0, which uh, which does feature the haptic feedbacks and all that good stuff, higher frame rates, all that good, everything like that. But I'm able to play with somebody that has the PS4 version, even though I have the PS5 version. The only way that in other games, like for FIFA, for example, I have the PS5 version and the PS4 version, so I can play the PS5 version on my PS5, but if I wanted to down, uh, play with my buddy on my PS5, I would have to download the PS4 version on my PS5 so I can, our versions would be the same. So um, so that's, that's I've found it more times than not that that's actually the case. Because even for Smite, like I'm, we're playing Smite on my PS5 whenever we were playing Smite a lot. But there's not a PS5 version of Smite. It's just we're just playing the PS4 version on Smite. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's the only reason why I'm just like ah, I don't know. So if he has a PS5, I'll check into off. it when it launches. Um. Yeah, we'll check into it. But regardless of, I'm still getting it because you know I definitely want to play with you guys. It's always been fun to hunt and all and do these quests and everything. Now I will say this: the for people who are you know who played World are coming into Rise and like having played the old handheld game versions of Moss Hunter, you are going to have to do village quests on your own. So there, this one does go back to the old kind of style of the handheld where you're going to have to do some village quests up to a certain point, which will actually give you a good bit of the story. And then you can go into the online play. Now, that doesn't stop you from automatically going to online multiplayer. You can still do that. Whether or not you're going to survive past five minutes in there is a whole other story, you know, because they go into hunter ranks, you know, I think it was like eight afterwards or something. So, like, you know, you're like, it's a jump. They still say you can do it, but yeah, it's a jump. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you are going to have that solo play, but it's not long, really. It, 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 I think maybe, maybe took me about. I want to say two days of playing maybe, but that's because I also do a lot of grinding for different uh, gears and stuff to truly get up there. You only have to complete X amount of quests in those village quests to get to the next level. So it's not like you have to complete them all. So there is that aspect. It's just, you know, you may want to do a bit of additional grinding to get your gear set up before going elsewhere, but uh, once you get past that, though, everything else with some uh, with the Monster Hunter Rise and with Sunbreak is all online capability. So there you go. Story number five, and we're going to kind of speed it up just a little bit. Jedi Survivor leak. Ethan Gotch from Kotaku says this in the article. A disturbance of the Force. <laughs> <we feel. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to EA's only great Star Wars game through the year through its entire ten years of exclusivity with deal with Disney, looks like it's like shots fired right there. Looks like it will come out on March sixteenth, twenty twenty-three. It's according to a recent Steam page link ahead of the twenty twenty-two Game Awards marketing blitz later this week. 
It's good news for the Star Wars fans hungry for a reason to dive back into the universe, but bad news for everyone's backlog and wallet as Survivor joins an already crowded winner lineup. The game's Steam page will, was briefly uh, populated with the release date, content summary, and pre-order bonuses as spotted by Wario64 and others. Quote, the dark times are closing in, and with enemies new and familiar surrounding him, Cal will need to decide how far he's willing to save to go to save those closest to him. End quote. Reads a part of the description, which notes there will be, in quote-unquote, uh, additional force abilities and new lightsabers fighting styles for players to make use of this time around. The minimum PC system requirements also points to GTX 1070 and 130 gigs of free space. Otherwise, sounds exactly more like Jedi Fallen Order, which is what everyone wants. Now, here's the thing I will say. I, I was listening to a podcast previously, and they did mention about the 130 gigs. Likely, that 130 gigs is not accurate. It's likely just a placeholder until it's officially out. All right. Yeah, well, it was kind of concern. I've seen yeah, 130. I, I saw, I saw your face. I saw your face. I just wanted like that. Yeah, likely. Yeah, likely it's just a placeholder. It's not the official like size of the of the of the game. A 1070 also is not a. It used to be powerful, but it's not as powerful as it used to be though. Mm. So, it, I think you can get a 1070 super cheap now. Let's see. Well, um, I've never played it, but I'm kind of excited. There you go. I um, feel like I have to go back to Fallen Order for me to get excited about this because I so far like it's, it's. I'm excited for everyone else that is excited for this, but right now, this doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I played a. I haven't really played a um. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I'm not even a huge Star Wars fan. You can find these for like $160, 170 If that's the uh, minimum video card. So it's mm. the kind of super cheap. But um, it looked good. And I've seen people play it. And it's like a Souls-like Star Wars game. And like I said, I'm not even a huge Star Wars fan. Mm. So hopefully it's good. Especially yeah. since this guy took savage shots at him. <laughs> Only one in ten years. Mildew, what are your thoughts? I haven't played the first one, so you haven't played Fallen Order either. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody so, here. Has. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I know of a friend who's played it, but it's like, and it looks good. It's just I've got so many other games that I like playing and all that. It's just, it's so hard to balance out what you know what to play and what not to play so <coughs> it looks interesting looks really good and i'm you know i'm always hoping for the best for these games when they come out you know because there's always a niche out there there's always a group of community that truly loves them truly and deeply so i'm hoping they do the best and come out with really well agreed story number six xbox is getting pricey zach zwinezen from kotaku says this is an article Starting next year, Microsoft will raise the price of its first-party games from $60 to $70, joining other publishers and video game companies who are doing the same. Welcome to the era of $70 games, folks. For a few years now, publishers and developers have hinted at game price increases increasing as development costs rise and, and, and expensive to maintain online games become more and more popular. 
And while some $70 games popped up while uh, with the launch of the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S in 2020, it wasn't until this fall that we saw more of the industry move towards this new higher price with the release of $70 games like Gotham Knights, Modern Warfare 2, God of War, and God of War Ragnarok on the PS5. And next year, Microsoft, which has held back on raising prices this holiday season, joins the publishers and developers of this in this new pricier era of video games. End quote, end story. This is almost a non-story. I brought it up because people were bashing PlayStation for having $70 games. Like, oh, look what Xbox doing. Oh, they're all $60. It's it's not, it's not uh, against PlayStation. It's not against Xbox. This is the industry. We're getting better, bigger games. Expect the price increase, people. Expect. On PC, where the game's still 60 Join us. That'll we get the Steam sales for cheaper. Join us. Join us, you Console-wise right now, again, it's, We it's, have it cookies. Really, it really is a non-story it really is a non-story but i have to bring it out there because again people are just like oh look xbox is so much better they care about the community they care about making money it's a company at the end of the day just like playstation just like nintendo just like steam they care about making money <laughs> That's all I got to say. So, ultimately, this is not really a surprise. But get off your high horse if you guys think that Xbox is not going to do stuff to make money. But then I lose my view if I do. Yeah, but money! <laughs> that's what they... That's all I hear is money. Cha-ching! <laughs> I think that's all anyone hears. Sounds, sounds like you got angry at him. I, <laughs> I got... I get, like angry, a personal experience I, get, I get angry at the trolls. All right, I get what, angry what's at that, the trolls. What's that? What's that one show <laughs> or something where the guy's screaming about monies and stuff and all? Uh, and like, what you do? Just breaking shit like with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, falling down. I think so. <laughs> yeah, with Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't seen that yeah. in years, dude. I love that show. Again, not exactly, <laughs> not exactly, really a news story. It is a news story just for anyone that is super delusional and thinking that Xbox would never raise prices. <coughs> but yeah, just want to throw that out there. So there you it's go. Not Get Xbox it. fault, people. Now it, wait for them to come back with a counter argument saying, "Well, no, it's actually more reasonable for them to do this because you know they were taking the hit and losing out." Stuff. That's exactly now they need to make it up. That's exactly <laughs> yes, because I mean, because again, if you want to go that route. PlayStation, at least from what I remember, did it first on PlayStation Three. They didn't charge you for a, for online. Now they do. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's going Join to happen. <laughs> Story number seven. As you guys are trolling. <laughs> Cyberpunk multiplayer debunked. Darren uh. Bonthis from GameSpot says this in the article. Plans for Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer mode has existed long before the game launched, but in a new update from developer CD Projekt Red, the online mode become a casualty of the game's turbulent release. The studio was forced to focus all of its energy on wiping, uh, on whipping Cyberpunk 2077 into shape, as senior quest designer and coordinator Philip Weber explained to Eurogamer. "Quote: We really need to look at what were what were the priorities of Cyberpunk after launch," Weber said. <clears throat> Continuing, 
the priority was that the main game, the main experience will run for the people in a really good state. And essentially the switch, uh, the switch of priorities meant that other R and D projects had to go away with cyberpunk. We, uh, with cyberpunk, we wanted to do as many, <clears throat> do many things at the same time. And we just need to really focus and say, okay, what's important? What's the important part? Yeah, we will, uh, we will make that part really good. So I was looking forward to that. That's actually one of the core reasons why I got Cyberpunk. Very similar to the reason why I got Elden Ring. I wanted to play more multiplayer with my friends. I wanted to explore in that world. Cyberpunk still has my interest. Elden Ring is more pushed to the to the end of the, the line just because that's not really my biggest style of game. It's y'all's style of game. I know you guys like the Souls-like stuff and everything like that. It's not really exactly the biggest style of game for me. But I, Cyberpunk, though is my more my cup of tea i just know i would enjoy it even more if i'm able just to run through call it uh grand theft auto style with three other friends or something like that you know what I mean? it's I not a lot of fun yeah i don't think it's over um here goes the thing and i'm gonna go really fast we're gonna shotgun this mm-hmm. the reason why is because recently when i did my vortex i was just telling him i was redoing my skyrim and erased mm-hmm. every mod and tried and reinstalled my essentials again for those that i don't noticed know, that vortex when... is a bonding community manager thank you <laughs> um, oh yeah, I forgot to tell him that. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> but as soon as I booted up uh, Cyberpunk, and they immediately downloaded the modding tools to Cyberpunk, which allows people to do mods with Cyberpunk. So really, it might not be over. The community, just like for Skyrim, may do their own version of it. So if you have it on PC, it's not over. I don't know about consoles or anything, but PC is probably not over. Um, as for the game itself, really quick, um, I'm not surprised. They said if everything went well, they could go in on it, but it was not a huge priority. And since the things did not go, I already heard that it was being scrapped a while back because of the way it was going. And I'm glad that they just got rid of it other than trying to put like another broken part in and force it through. The game on its own, it's a single-player game. It's fun to just play on its own, so I think it's pretty good. There you go. <laughs> Do you have any commentary on that, uh, Mildred, before going over to the fun ones? Yeah, I mean, it makes kind of sense. You know, they were struggle busting with it, and, you know, they just, they were going to have to make cuts somewhere, and it just ended up being that portion that got cut. So, you know, I'm glad they were able to at least save the game. You know, that's the biggest thing is, you know, they need to save it. Yeah, because now, now with them saving it, now there is a possibility that there'll be a Cyberpunk 2078. You know I mean? There is, I believe, there's rumors that they are about to that they yeah, are working on yeah. sequels and stuff. Yeah, there's. They haven't been talking about that. There's a lot of lore in the game that kind of leads me to believe that they could do almost like a. Oh yeah, that. And then you had Edge Runners to help expand on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Which, I mean, there's there's a lot that can go on. Yeah. Um, a couple fun ones uh, here. We have the summer fa- uh, summer game fest is going to be live. It's a live event next year, guys. So Chris Holt from Engadget says this in the article. Jeff Keighley and his team might be focused on the Game Awards, but they also look forward to uh, looking ahead to their next gaming event. The fourth edition of Summer Game Fest live kickoff show, which will have a live audience for the first time, will take place on June 8th. Keighley was involved with E3 for 25 years, though he backed out early in 2020 before the Entertainment Software Association canceled that year's edition. Three years later, uh, the two events are now are set to go toe to toe. So this is uh, Summer Games Fest tweet on Twitter. Save the date, June eighth, twenty twenty three. Join us online or in person at uh, Summer Games Fest twenty twenty three. 
Summer Game Fest kicks off with a, spe- a spectacular live showcase event from six th- from the six thousand seat uh, YouTube Theater in Los Angeles. Stay tuned for more details on public t- uh, ticket sales. The long term, uh, the long running expo hasn't held an in person event since twenty nineteen. The 2020 and 2022 editions of E3 were called off, though it went ahead in, uh, as an online-only event in 2021. E3's part, or partner showcases start on June 4th, uh, 11th, and with an in-person co- uh, component that show uh, of the show, which PAX operate, operator Read Pop will run, slated for June 13th through the 16th. So a lot of stuff happening right there in that week of June. So be able to put that on your calendars if you guys are interested in that. Um, I'm going to skip this one, but anyone that is interested in Vampire Survivor DLC, that is coming out on December 15th. Uh, full article, you guys can see that on GameStop.com <coughs> by Darren Bontheus, but I'm going to skip that for now. And end it with PlayStation Plus games that came out today. Eddie Makuch from GameSpot says this in the article. Uh, December 2022's free PlayStation Plus games lineup is available to claim now, and the memberships and the members have a lot to play this month. Though you'll be getting three titles like always, you technically have a whopping five games to play thanks to Mass Effect Legendary Edition. The remastered compilation is joined by Biomutant and Divine Knockout. All three titles are available to claim until January 3rd. Ladies and gentlemen. That is our Alt Things Gaming Season 2, Episode 40 for December 6, 2022. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Uh, as I mentioned earlier before and at the beginning of the showcase, this Thursday, we're going to be live reacting to the VGAs, the Video Game Awards with Jeff Keighley and all them. And actually submitted so that we, we can be a co-host of the showcase. So who knows? We might get a set through. We might be able to co-host the showcase. There you go. So be on the lookout for all of that. We're going to be live reacting to it. We've seen if our predictions came to fruition. See if we win ourselves a Steam Deck. That'll be lovely. You know what I mean? Hopefully we all win one. So we'll have to take a look at that. Um, but if you guys want to tune in to that, we should be going. It says 7.30, I believe. 6.30, 7.30. Just be on the lookout for that. We're going to have like little social media posts as far as when we go live and all the good stuff. So make sure you guys are following us on twitch.tv forward slash ALWT Gaming. You guys could look us up on YouTube. Just type in ALWT Gaming or at least we tried game because at least we tried. Any other social media platforms like Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Just type in ALWT Gaming because at least you tried. You know what I mean? I'm Alakai36. This is Instant Nightball. And this is Mildew Carrot signing out for the day. See you guys on Thursday. Peace, love, and hair grease. Control, alt. Complete. Complete. Peace.